Hey, this is Ryan Allen Bell, host of the Home-Based Business Podcast. If you're wanting to learn how to embrace change and navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, Dennis Giannoutsis. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Hey, welcome to the show, Leadership is Changing. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles because people are people, but everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. They run from email to email, meeting to meeting. Many leaders are not changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. The purpose of the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we can get the leaders to step up and lead change, then they can inspire real change. Hey listeners, it's now time to adapt in our fast-moving world. And listeners, I have a wonderful guest with me here today. His name's Ryan Allen Bell, and Ryan is the host of the Home-Based Business Podcast ranked the top 100 in the U.S. for education and self-improvement, where he interviews people who are building successful home-based businesses. Ryan has been building his own home-based business focused in the health and wellness space for the last seven years, full-time for five years, and has built a business that has generated over $7 million in sales revenue and has expanded to over 10 countries all around the world. Currently, he's coached dozens of people to six-figure incomes and has helped hundreds earn part-time income working from home. His driving force is in helping others build successful home-based businesses so they can create a life of freedom and independence. Ryan loves God, loves his family, and loves positively impacting the world. Ryan, a massive welcome to you to the show, my friend. Dennis, how's it going? Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you. Yeah, it's a real pleasure having you here. So I've introduced you to our listeners. Tell me a little bit more about your background if you want to share anything else. Yeah, of course. So what's up, you guys? I'm glad you're tuning in. So what's interesting is I my, I didn't really want to be an entrepreneur like right away. Like when, when I started pursuing my career outside of like college, I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a fireman, right? And so I didn't get into entrepreneurship right away. And uh, what's interesting is the reason why I chose fire was because my my grandfather was in fire. And I was like, you know what? This could be a good career I could choose. I could stay in shape. I I could earn a good income, provide for my family. But what's interesting is after I was in that, after like six years, as I realized, I couldn't see myself doing that for the next 20 years of my life. And so I chose this first career path where I was just choosing it just to choose it because I'm fresh out of high school. Let me just pick a career, you know? Yep. And my heart wasn't in it. And I was like, you know what? Like, what am I going to do? And I actually went through a year where I was sad. I was depressed. I was unfulfilled. And I was just not happy. And then randomly, someone one day showed me how to build a home-based business. And that was my first mentor. That was the first leader that showed up in my life that helped, like, that was like pointing me in the right direction. And the rest, you know, the rest is history. I made a decision from that day. I was like, you know what? I'm going to learn how to become an entrepreneur. I'm going to learn how to build a home-based business. 
and I'm going to take advice and learn from people who have the results that I want. And that was seven years ago. And so made a decision to change my career. And, you know, here I am today. Yeah, it's fascinating how many people don't know what they want to do in their career. They don't even know what career they want to do. And then you've gone from that. But then when you found something and how that clicked and what was the transformation like for you going from, I'm not sure what I want to do to finding it. What was that whole transformation like for you? It was very emotional because prior I was unfulfilled. I actually felt like depressed. Like I couldn't really see my future. I couldn't even, I didn't even want to go to work every single day I would wake up. I was like, I do not want to do this. And I was like, this is what life is about. And then when I was introduced to entrepreneurship, it felt liberating. It felt like freedom. I felt like a brand new person. It, it felt like being born again. I was like, wow, like this is what life is supposed to feel like. And I was like, no matter how hard this is or how long it's going to take to actually become successful in this new career path, I'm going to do it because it feels right. And so I was really just going with my gut feeling at the time. I knew in my gut that the first career choice I chose was not a fit. And the second career choice into entrepreneurship was a fit. And I was like, I'm just going to trust my gut, take a leap of faith and see what happens. Yeah. And so listeners, what Ryan's sharing is so, so great. And actually taking a leap of faith. And I think that for a lot of us, uh, we procrastinate, Ryan, whereby people sit back and they don't make decisions. And even if somebody's in a leadership role, entrepreneur, doesn't matter what it is, they don't make decisions. They uh, procrastinate about things and because they don't trust that leap of faith. What would you be your thoughts about people taking a step or a leap of faith? What, what do you think they should do? This is such a great question because when it comes to my leadership and me coaching people, I share a quote that I live my life by. And this quote is, risk going for the life you want or guarantee living a life you don't want. And that has helped me so much over the years because if you don't risk going for change in your life, going for a life that you won't want, you're just going to be stuck living a life that you're already living. You know, if you don't change anything, nothing's going to change in your life. And so that's what I encouraged. Well, that's what encouraged me at the beginning. And now that's why I encouraged others. I was like, risk going for change. Like you don't, life is so short, you know, we're already so many years into life. We might as well live the best life we possibly can, you know? So risk going for change is what you're saying, right? Yeah, risk going for change or guarantee living a life you don't want. Yeah, that is so powerful, team. Yes, I see so many people. And, and then they actually, what's quite funny is they actually will make excuses or they'll reason with themselves why it's okay to have that guaranteed. And now, look, there are some people who love what they're doing and they're doing it day in and day out. Great, good on them. But there are so many people that you and I know, Ryan, that don't move on in life. Don't do anything in life. They just stay where they are, and which is really interesting. So tell me something. How, how did you get into leadership? So when I first got into entrepreneurship, and I mentioned that first leader showed hmm. up in my life. And so there was someone in my life that showed up by example and was literally teaching me how to become an entrepreneur, teaching me how to build a home-based business, showing me the, the books to read, the seminars to go to, the mindset to develop, that was the biggest thing. And he was teaching me how to think differently, right? And what ended up happening is after I was just, you know, under this gentleman's mentorship for a few months and a few years is I ended up becoming different. I started right. thinking different. All my behavior started to become different. My habits started becoming different. The biggest thing I realized is 
when it comes to leadership, the first person I have to lead is myself. And that's what I wasn't doing previously in my life is I was just kind of going with the flow of society. I was letting society lead me. That's what was what was happening. I was letting society lead me. I was letting the influence of family, friends lead me. And when that leader came into my life, I was like, hey, you can build a home-based business. You can become an entrepreneur. He was leading me. But what he did was he passed the torch. He let me know that I can lead myself. And that's where it all started. I was like, wow, it's up to me to take charge in my life. It's up to me to become the best version of myself. And, you know, that was the start of my leadership journey right there. Yeah, Ryan, I think you could also flip the coin there based on what you're saying. That was up to you, right? And to take that. But he was passing the torch. So I think from a leader's perspective, it's our responsibility as well to really help develop others and give them the opportunity and show them the way as well, which I think is really, really important. And then they're actually doing that. Ryan, now it could be the same person that you just mentioned. I'm not sure. I'm not going to preempt the yeah. answer. So who's your favorite leader? This person could be alive or from history. So who's your favorite leader and why? Yeah, I would go from history for sure. So I'm a believer. I read the Bible almost every single day. So I would say Jesus, Jesus Christ. He started the Christian faith. And still to this day, 2,000 years later, there's over 2 billion believers on planet Earth who are following what he said 2 billion years ago. So that's my favorite leader. And the reason why is he just, he let, he was the perfect example of leading by example. That's what he did. He led by example. And still to this day, he has a, a, a billions of followers following by example. And now they're leading by example. So he, same thing, he passed the torch. Yep, exactly. Passing the torch. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. So the, the, the title or the name of the show is Leadership is Changing. And when I mention that title, what does that mean for you? The first thing I think about is technology because previously, you know, go back a hundred years ago, we didn't have technology, right? And so the leadership is, you know, whatever the leadership is back in the day. Now everyone is consumed with technology and social media. Like, look at this, we're talking and we're on the other side of the world to each other. And so that in itself changes the way that we interact with people, changes the way that we ultimately end up leading people. And so that's where I see the big shift is ch leadership is changing and it has it's 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 our current circumstances it's the economy it's it's the technology that's in place and I agree with you leadership is definitely changing for sure. Yep, yeah, cool. And so for our listeners you mentioned that we're on the other side of the world. I'm based in New Zealand. Whereabouts are you based? I'm in Southern California. I'm about an hour east of LA right now. Wow. So, okay. So yeah, yeah technology is fantastic. And, you know, of course, with yeah. pandemics and other things that we've been able to use us and still see each other or talk to each other or have meetings with each other, which is fantastic. As you said, wasn't around quite a while ago. And we've seen technology change so often that we even see that, you know, as I get my new phone comes out to me and I might buy a new phone, it's already out of date. And I'm like, what the yep. heck? Yeah. So it definitely does change a lot for sure. How has your business or industry changed and what kind of pressures is that put on or demands is that put on to you? So when I first started building my business seven years ago, we didn't have Facebook groups. We weren't using YouTube videos really. We were using like DVDs to educate people. And we, we didn't have all like Zoom wasn't really a thing. We were I think Skype wasn't even a thing when I first started, right? And so it was all offline. We were doing offline marketing, offline networking, 
And that's how I was. I built my first level of success through offline, through just building a business offline. And then, you know, the internet, social media, apps, technology, all this stuff started evolving. And the leaders in place were like, we need to start using this because this is a tool for us to increase our reach, to be able to reach more people, to be able to impact more people. And so we started leveraging all of these different tools that started coming out, all these different pieces of technology, these new apps, social media. And that's the biggest shift that ended up happening for us is we went from an offline to an online world. And so a person's ability to lead ended up scaling. You know, offline, you could only touch so many people. You know, you could host an event, invite 40, 50 people to show up, and you're only able to lead that 40 or 50 people. Nowadays, you could go on your phone, go on Instagram, do a story, and you could have a few hundred people listening to you. And so the impact is just so much deeper than where it used to be. And so I believe now because of this, leaders have a bigger responsibility because they're able to reach so many more people. So we really have to start thinking is just like, is the message that I'm sharing with my audience today, is it really going to impact their life? We want to be careful. We don't say anything that that hurts them. You know, we don't want to give bad ideas, bad information that could lead them astray. We always want to be thinking, okay, what what I'm sharing, is it going to be able to help this person progress in life? Because here's the thing now, because of technology, there's so many people that watch us and follow us that we don't even know who's watching us or following us. You know, yeah. we're back in the day that that wasn't a thing. Yeah. Well, at least you could control it because you know the people are in front of you and you could you could work it for sure. Probably read the body language and so forth. As you're, you know, what you're saying is so cool and so right because the ability to lead is actually scaling big time. And as you said, you know, we can actually have a bigger footprint, a bigger reach out there for people. We have a bigger responsibility, uh, listeners, that uh, as leaders. And what Ryan's sharing is that we have an impact. What we say, how we say it, what we do has an impact on others. And we need to be very careful. And Ryan, you know, because we are in different countries around the world and we have that different reach, then there's different cultures, different way of doing things or saying things. So how important is it for a leader to be mindful of that? I know what you're saying about what we say and that is, you know, we've got to be careful what we do. But what do we need to do to make sure that we're taking into consideration other cultures, other countries into, into consideration as we're giving out messages? What's your thoughts? So the way that I've gone about this, because my business has expanded to different countries, and like you said at the beginning, we've, we're have we in over 10 different countries right now. The way that I've been able to do this is I want to be able to influence someone in a different country, but not the masses. I want to focus on one person first and be able to create a great relationship, be able to figure out what they're about. They can figure out what I'm about and create a mutual relationship. And then, like I said earlier, be able to pass the torch of leadership right there and so that person, if I could connect with someone who is part of a different culture and I'm able to lead them and build a relationship with them, and then they could go out and continue leading their culture. That's how I've been able to do it is I can't go to a, I can't influence a whole entire different country. But what I can do is I could influence different leaders in that country who could influence that country. Right. So it's about building those minimum number of relationships with the right people. Yep. And the right people, yeah, absolutely. And oh, wow. Hey, listeners, if you're not taking notes, well, you should be because I'm taking heaps of notes here right now. And, and I love how you keep coming back to pass the torch of leadership. I, I love that. And the ability is to, to scale for sure. So, you know, we do have an increased audience now, as Ryan's saying, it's a lot more scale for sure. 
Ryan, for our listeners' sake here, that we, we're talking about things today. If there was one thing you could change in business as a leader today, what would that one thing be? Yeah, this is a great question. Here's the biggest thing that I noticed, just from me leading people and, and building a business from home, is most people that I see are not courageous enough. That's the biggest thing. And so I think in order for leadership to increase worldwide, it has to come down to individual decisions. You know, we can't just force leadership to rise. We are the lid individually. I am the lid. You are the lid. We are all the lid. And so it comes down to each and every single one of us to raise our own leadership. And if we could do this together, that's how the whole entire leadership of the world and whatever business and culture and industries we're in is going to start increasing. A rising tide raises all ships, which means as like as we start increasing, everything else around us is going to start increasing. And so it has to start with the individual for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So look in the mirror, team. There it is. There's the person that needs to change for sure. Ryan, yep. you're so, so right because you know a lot of people just sit back and they whinge and they, they go, oh, this is not happening. And I go, well, look, if you're not happy with it, then do something about it. Make the change. And I think you're right in the sense of lifting and there is a guy out there, John Maxwell, great author, speaker, and so forth. And he talks about the lifting the the lid, right? The, the, where our leadership or our organisations, our teams, are limited by the lid, which is our leadership skills and capabilities. And if we can lift our skills and capabilities to another level, this is what Ryan's saying. Then we can lift that. Then the the, the tide raises, and all the boats will will rise at the same time, which is really good. A great yep. way of thinking about it is for sure. If the courageous piece that you talked about. Let's just talk about that a little bit more because I think okay, that's cool. key. The courageous thing for you to go from what you were doing before, even though you're out there, you know, in the fire space, you know, as an EMT space possibly as well, right? So with the emergency team side of things, that was courageous what you're doing there. For a lot of people that I know who are in that industry go, well, that's what I do on a, on a daily basis. But going from there to going into being an entrepreneur, courage would have been one of the key words I would have said about that. What do you think it is that sort of holds people back from being courageous? What, what's your thoughts? The first thing that comes to mind is fear. Hmm. And so here's the thing. I actually got my definition of courage from Elon Musk. And he was like, I feel fear. Don't get me wrong. I feel fear. The only thing that I do differently is I take action in spite of fear. And I was like, wow, that is so good. And so here's the thing, it's okay for us to feel fear, but don't let fear stop you from moving forward. Take action in spite of fear. You could take a look at the acronym, face everything and run or face everything and rise. And so I like the second one, let's face everything and rise. And so that's courage, taking action in spite of fear. And what ends up happening is that action will end up getting rid of the fear. Once you start taking action, the fear kind of just goes away. Subsides, subsides away, yeah. Yeah. That's that's a great way of putting it. And I think that, you know, taking action will actually have... Can you say the Elon Musk thing again for us, please? Yeah, so what Elon Musk says, he's like, I feel fear. He was like, don't get me wrong. Everyone feels fear. The only thing I do differently is I take action in spite of fear. In spite of fear. That's, that's a great way of doing it. So that's being very courageous, team, and that's standing up to the fear, but just getting on with it. Even though you know it's there... Let's go for it. It's, it's a bit like driving down the road. You know that there is a flood or you know there's the edge of the cliff there. You know it's there, but you just got to keep going. You just got to keep getting through it and, and, and doing what you need to do to get through and move on, which is a fantastic way of putting it. So it's okay to feel the fear, but take action in spite of fear. 
Ryan, you and I have been employees in the past. We probably know friends of ours who are employees and so forth today. How has employees' expectations of leaders changed? Well, this is what I've noticed. And I, and I want to start with the leader aspect. So what I've noticed is the great leaders that are able to really influence and have credibility over their employees is they have a lot more gratitude and a lot more love towards who they're leading. Whereas I think back in the day, even when I had a normal job, when I was an employee, I didn't really feel that from the people that were leading for me. It was more like, okay, they're just in this position and they're telling me what to do. And I didn't feel that connection. I didn't feel that love. And I think that's the disconnect that we had back in the day. And so now it comes back to the leaders again. The leaders are taking responsibility for the changing times and they're actually leading with a lot more love which is able to build bigger businesses, better relationships. And now employees, they want to be there. They want to end up going to work. They want to be led by their leader because you know they see them as someone that could take them to where they want to go. They feel loved. They feel cared for. And so I think that's the biggest thing is there's a lot more love that's entering the marketplace from a leadership perspective and an employee perspective. Yeah, and I think a lot of that love comes also down to the fact that people are being heard that their voices are being heard and that their leaders are there to listen to what they want. So I think that's, that's really good to see. You know? And you know, going back on what you're just saying, how people want to be there, I think it's actually quite attractive as well in the sense that it will attract talent. It will attract people to want to go and work for that leader and that organization for sure. So I think it's really, yep. really important for sure. Yep. Hey, um, what makes a leader, because, you know, this this whole world, you and I have seen it, it's just going so fast and it's always changing. So what makes a leader successful today in this fast-paced, ever-changing world? There's two things I can think of off the top of my head. Number one is credibility. So a leader must have credibility despite how fast the world is moving. And what is credibility? Credibility is proving that you could produce results. So as long as the people that are looking up to you see that you're able to produce results for the organization, for the team, for them, they will always look up to you. So that's the first aspect. You, you want to be able to create credibility regardless of how fast the world is going. The second aspect is influence. And what is influence? Influence is just liking someone. You know, you have influence over someone. It, and this goes back to what I was just sharing, the, the love aspect, the gratitude aspect. If, if you have influence over someone, they'll take your hand and you can hold their hand every step of the way. They can show you all the ins and outs of what to do. You have a relationship. That's what influence is. So credibility is like, okay, we could get results. Influence is like, okay, we could do this together. Let's let's be a team. You know, And so I think that's the biggest thing is despite how fast the world is going, incorporate the credibility aspect, incorporate the influence aspect to, to your team. And you'll be able to progress and break through to, to, to wherever you're going and where you want to go. Excellent. Have credibility, have influence, help your team through things as a leader today, and you'll be able to be successful in a fast-paced, ever-changing world for sure. Here's a, an interesting one. It's about you getting your crystal ball out here, Ryan, and start talking about the future and things like that. Where do you see leadership being in five years? Yeah, um, man, this is such a great question. So what's interesting, you know, over five years ago, I wasn't, I was learning how to become a leader where there was leaders that were teaching me how to become a leader. Right. And now I'm in a position five years later where I am a leader and 
what's going to end up happening between now and the next five years is the new leadership is going to be based off of how we are as leaders today. Mm. And so for the next five years, it's going to be predictive pretty much how we end up leading people. And so if we want to increase better leadership in the future, we have to become the best versions of ourselves. We have to look in our mirror in the mirror every single day and recommit to our leadership. So I would say in the next five years, where you know, technology is going to continue increasing. Our reach is going to be it's going to continue increasing. I think a lot more influencers are going to start showing up on social media. And so what's going to end up happening is man, this is what I see happening. There's going to be there's going to be a there's going to be a lot of influencers, a lot of leaders who have a lot of influence over people who are doing the right thing. Yep. But because of technology, I think there's also going to be influencers who really don't have the integrity and the morals and the ethics down who might lead people astray. And so I think what's going to I think what's really important 5 years from now is the follower, the person who's learning from people, they have to learn how to have discernment. In this ever-growing world, discernment I think is super key. Trust your gut when you're meeting with people. Like, make sure this is someone you want to follow. Take a look at their history, because their history is going to be predictive of where they're going. And I think that's the biggest thing: is just the world is going to be so fast-paced. We have to have discernment on who we're actually following, right? But yeah, that's pretty much my two cents on what I think the next five years is going to be like with leadership. Excellent. There's a couple of things there that I'd like to explore a little bit more with you if you're okay with that. I mean, um, yeah. one of them is you talk about people should be the best that they can be themselves first, right? What's one or two things that you think that people should be doing on a regular basis to help them be the best that they can be? Number one, get in check with your why. Like, Why do you wake up every single morning? Why are you doing what you're doing? That's the biggest thing. So you want to remind yourself of, and this sounds cliche, but I think it's very important because if we don't stay checked in with our why, we're going to get lost. And so Mm. make sure you understand why you're doing what you're doing. And this is going to help you stay grounded. That's the biggest thing. And so make sure you stay with your why. And then I think number two is, and this is for me personally, in the past, I made business my number one priority in my life. And what I noticed is my relationship with God started getting weaker. The relationship with my my wife and my family started getting weaker. And I actually had to like I had to make a, sh- a big shift in my life. I was like, you know what? I can't make business number one anymore because I'm going to let other areas of my life like go away. Like I need to make God number one and family number two and then business number three. And here's the amazing thing: when I did that, my business started flourishing. And I was like, wow, like how amazing is that? And so I would say, number one, make sure you're grounded with your why. And number two, make sure your priorities are in the right place, you know? Yeah, and the why, I mean, that's really important. All of what you said is really, really important. The the why is where I see a lot of corporates today actually getting their leaders to understand their own personal purpose. And that's Mm -hmm. the why. And because if the leaders aren't, don't understand their why, then they don't have a skip in their step. The, an entrepreneur won't get jump out of bed if they don't understand what their why is. When it becomes hard and curveballs will be thrown at them. Just look at the last year, what we've gone through, right? If the why is not strong enough, people will quit. And I, and I think it's so important to, to have that in place for sure. God, number one, number two, family, number three, business. I love that ranking. I love the way you've got it there. It's really, really good to see. So, um, Ryan, that's really good. The second thing is that you talked about was trust your gut. 
Now, you've mentioned it two or three times today in this just to show this episode. Trust your gut. What, what do we mean by that? Well, I recently went through a leadership program and they, they did like this giant behavioral analytic test for me. And my coach was like, hey, you know what? According to your statistics, you have very high intuition. And what he recommended, he was like, just trust your gut more. He was like, what ends up happening is when things come into your life, you question it a lot more. He's like, you tend to be more logical than intuitive. But what he encouraged me to do is like, be more intuitive because you're going to make the right choices. And, and so ever since then, and you know, there was a leader again, showed up in my life who was teaching me leadership. And, and I took that, I was like, Hey, he has the results I want. Let me just obviously start doing that. And so I I started being more intuitive with the decision I'm making. And I, I would, instead of thinking, is this the right decision for me? I started saying, I started asking myself, does this feel like the right decision for me? And I started trusting my gut a lot more and it's been working out so far. And, and I love it. And I think it's, I think this is something that's common, not just for me, but I think it's something that could be found for, for most people, honestly. Yeah, brilliant. And I think that's when you back yourself up from that as well, and then be courageous, as you were saying before, and then you can face the fear and take the action in spite of that fear. And um, so I think yep. that's just a beautiful way of, of, of bringing that all together. Thanks, Ryan. Ryan, yeah. thank you for joining us on the show today. If our listeners are wanting to get hold of you, where should they go? Amazing. Dennis, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so I have the Home-Based Business Podcast. You guys could check it out at ryanallenbell.com forward slash podcast. And what I do is I interview people who are building successful home-based businesses so we can learn how to build our own. But yeah, ryanallenbell.com forward slash podcast. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure having you on the show today. So, So thanks for being here. Thank you, Dennis. Appreciate you. Thank you. Hey, listeners, what we as leaders need to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown, the unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in the fast-moving world when leadership is changing. Hey, look out for the episodes as they've been released. Download them, have a listen, put a review, a rating. If there's any feedback you'd like to give me about the show, or if there's a question you'd like me to ask my guests as I interview them, or if there's a question for the Ask Dennis Freestyle episode, send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. Hey, listeners, if you haven't checked out the Facebook group, Leadership is Changing, or on LinkedIn, if you're on that uh, platform, the LinkedIn page, Leadership is Changing, feel free to go ahead and check that out. Thanks for tuning in today, and until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world.